0: Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenged you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Starting a uh, kind of a, a part two uh, teaching on uh, our cause, the cause of the church. And when I say the cause, what do you think of? When I say cause, what do you think of? And when you when you look at it and you think of it in church terms, it tends to lead you to think about some type of action, right? It leads to the thought of, what? well, this is obviously something we're going to do, especially when you say this is our rise to action, right? And so we're going to do something. And so then that leads to us going, well, that's something that we need to do. And well, inside the church, what do we need to do in the church? And then you start identifying all those things, well, we need to go to, you know, Membership class, or we need to go to um, discipleship class, or we need to get plugged in, we need to serve, or um, we need to do an outreach. And I want to tell you that those are all great things inside the church, but we must first address who we are. Our first action, our first action inside of the cause is to address who we are. And so we're going to be discussing one of the most overlooked elements in the church today. And it's essential to our success. What we're talking about today is essential to our success. And so real quick, our why from last, week we're going to throw it up. When you look at the center of Jesus' why, this is the cause of Christ. You see unity in the middle. And that unity was in uh, John 17, 20 through 23 is where we parked last week. And then how how he planned to do that, you find by staying in step with the spirit, that we are spiritual beings first. God breathed his life into us we are three parts whole, we stay in step with the spirit that's galatians uh five twenty two through twenty five and then the what what we do is we're disciples it's discipleship and uh, there are many different ways you can look at discipleship and that's what we're looking at today. we're taking part in the what it's this is our cause, which is our rise to action so remember that the cause of the church is not to build it and they will come the cause of the church is to build them so they become right? and so it's not about concrete or steeples, it's not about that beautiful cornerstone that we sit there and say built in whatever. it's not about the programming or the or the routine or the ritual that we run inside of the building. It's about Jesus Jesus is the cornerstone that we read we build our life on him. we build our life in him, not not in a building. It's not about concrete. So the cause is our rise to action. It's the Great Commission. You can find this in Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. It says this, therefore, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There you see the three baptisms. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands. We get get caught up in that, to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, and be sure of this one thing. I am with you, Always, even to the end of the age. That's great. That's a great reminder this morning. And so the first thing that you see is the cause of the church is to build them and they will become, to go and make disciples, build them and they will become. Number two, all of us is them. All of us is them, right? We are the disciples. And so then it is when I say build them, they will become. It's like, oh, it's easy. You're not talking to me. And the reality is I am talking to you. Talking to all of us, and I'm really even preaching to myself right now. And so then the problem with uh Matthew 28, 19 through 20, and just pretend that you've never heard it before. Let's just pretend that you've never heard this before ever. Okay? Because if if you say, Oh, not this one again, this is not an again, I'm gonna get real with you today. I might challenge you. And so uh don't 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 tune me on, don't say, Well, I've heard that scripture before, I've got that memorized because that's what we do. We know the commission, and many of us haven't memorized right? And we've studied it and we can answer any kind of question you want us to answer about it because it's, we're just that good. But the reality is when we stand before God, he's not going to ask us what we know or what we memorized. The reality is, and ultimately what God's going to judge us on is if we live this commandment. How did we live this commandment? Go and make disciples. How do we live that? And what we need to understand is God charged, God's charge to us relates to us personally. Yeah, well, that was in Matthew. It was 2,000 years ago. No, this is this is us. This is our cause. This is the cause of the church, the bride of Christ. Now, that said, how we define disciple gets really real. Does it doesn't mean that I just that I attend. I'm a disciple if I attend church. If, am I a disciple if I know the Bible front to back? If I know the Bible front to back in, in two languages, if I know the Bible front to back in... If I've got that memorized, if I can tell you, if I can quote scripture and verse, does that make me a disciple, right? Because I attend the church, does that mean I'm living missionally? Am I on mission because I attend the church? Does that that mean I'm a disciple? You have to define what that is. And so today there's going to be a lot of reflection. The action steps today are going to be in the notes that you take. They're going to be in the reflections. There's lots of questions that we're going to ask today to get you engaged because I have to get, we have, this has to be included in everything we do from this point forward. Okay. And so when you think about the commission, think about like when you're in charge, think about this, go and make disciples. This is, this was Jesus' last commandment to us. This is the last instruction he gave to us as people. And so if you have kids, you get this pretty well. If you're a student and you have a younger sibling, you get this. If you have a job and you have anybody reporting to you, you get this. What do you care about when you tell someone to do something? What's the number one thing you care about when you tell someone to do something? Action. Action, right? You care about action. We all care about action. We don't care if they understand what we said. We don't care if they comprehend the directive. We don't care. Did you do that? Did you do what I asked you to do? And that's the same with God. God feels the exact same way. So it's not about knowledge. Knowing, if I know all this, if I know a lot, does that make me disciple? You have to discern that, right? Our cause is the action. Our cause is the action to the what, if you remember on in our, on our IY here. Our cause is the action. It's the what to our why. Discipleship. That is the cause. So today, today, you really need to identify what you believe about the Great Commission, which is what we just said, Matthew. Right, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, if you're taking notes, what you believe about the Great Commission and where you are in the process of it. Where are you in the process of discipleship today? What do you believe identifies you as a disciple? Do you believe you're already there? Ah, I'm a disciple. This is meaningless to me. Woo. <whistles> woo. Okay? I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that where you are? Do you think that you're a disciple if you believe Jesus? Is that like the deal? Like, I wasn't. Now that I believe Jesus, disciple. Am I a disciple if I go to church? Are you? Where are you in this? The cause is our mission as believers. Go and make disciples. So then what does it mean to be a disciple if the cause is to make disciples? So the reality is, is if you attend church, that really doesn't make you part of the mission because the mission is to go and make disciples. This is tough. This is tough. And it gets overlooked. And so then we just start looking about getting more people. Just get more people here. Well, getting more people here doesn't make disciples. It just gets more people here, Right. And so many of us, especially if we've been in church for any period of time, we feel like following Jesus or being a disciple is a lot like being a good soldier. Just be a good soldier, right? Follow orders. Don't step out of line. Don't challenge. By all means, do not challenge, right? Do as all the others do, okay? Serve your time. Serve your time. Just do, do, do. Strive, 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 right? Do, do, do. Do your time. Serve your time. And maybe, just maybe, if you're lucky and you cross all the T's and doubt all the I's, God will bless you. Maybe. Just be a good soldier. Here's where this stems from. We see this in 2 Timothy 2, 1-7. through And this is Paul speaking. And this is kind of the anchor today. This is the cornerstone. This is where we are. And this is what, what Paul says in 2 Timothy. He says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'm in the NIV, by the way. In the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Like a good soldier, right? No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, which he's really saying the flesh, in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer, operates in God's will. We're gonna we're gonna jump into this pretty deep here in a second. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules, obeying the law. Right? The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive the share of the crops because it did the work. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. And I just want to say, if if being a good soldier, uh, if if that's what discipleship has been to you, if that's what a disciple is, is just like, do, obey, stay in line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not, meant to be, it's not meant to be that way. And it's not meant to be taken out of context. And when you see it like that, and you read that, and you read from that perspective of be a good soldier, struggle. What is it? Join me in suffering like a good soldier. Right, stay in line. Do your part. Serve your serve your time. Right. It's easy to understand why people are leaving the church at the same rate that people are leaving California. It's easy to understand when you view it from that perspective. It helps you see in this culture why the next generation is not even giving church a chance. Right. Just do. Well, if you become part of this church, you have to do this, 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 this and this. Pass. Right. Become part of this church. You have to do this many hours. Pass, and that's what we're seeing the next generation do. And so, what I want to show you is in Second Timothy, Paul's giving us perspective on how to stay strong in our faith as new trials come, and and current trials that we're going through increase. And he's saying, don't be strong in your own strength, but in the strength in the will of God. That's where he's saying, be faithful and resolute in the cause. Be faithful and resolute in the cause. And he finishes by saying, those who operate in the spiritual and the will of the Father receive the prize. That's what 2 Timothy 1-7 through is saying, paraphrased. So then, when we look at the people of the New Testament, let's go to the New Testament, who are living out, these people are living out the Great Commission. The big question that we have in following that and jumping into and referencing Acts is this, do our lives reflect theirs? Do our lives reflect the lives of those who are living in the New Testament? Not as good soldiers as disciples of Jesus. And so trying something new, I'm going to throw some words up in front of me. I'll keep the screen live for you. And this is Acts 242 through 47. I just want to ask you some questions that go along with these scriptures. So I'm not going to read this to you. It's there for you to reference. And so here's the first one. Are you devoted to teaching, fellowship, communion? And prayer, are you devoted to that? Because this is discipleship. And as we develop as disciples, we come together, right? Are you filled with awe? Are you filled with awe? Do you expect to see God move? Are we together? Are we together today? Are you apart? Are you a part? 1 Corinthians 12, we talked about last week. Can you really rally around Jesus? Can we really come together with Jesus being the center and the only focus of our gathering? That's the gospel. That's the start of discipleship. Are you compassionate? Are you compassionate? This is falling in line with all the things that are on the screen right now. Are you compassionate? How often are you, these things, devoted to teaching, fellowship, communion, prayer? How often are you in awe? How often are you compassionate? How often are you a part? How often are you together? How regularly are you meeting with like-minded people? Here's a big one. Do you lead this in your house? This, This has to start in our house. It has to start in our marriage. It has to start with our kids, with our family. It goes to extended family. Now listen, some of us have crazy extended family. Pray. You have to pray for them. You don't give up on them. You don't walk away from them. Guys, I get talked to terribly by really close relatives, okay? Because they don't believe like I believe. That doesn't mean I give up on them. That means I either respond in love or I take some time to woosaw and rub my earlobes and move on with my life, right? How is your heart toward God? How is your heart toward God? Do you thank him? Do you worship him? Do you get to enjoy his favor? This is all from Acts 242 to 247. And finally, you see that he added to their number. Do you see fruit in your life? Who were being set sa- who were being saved? Do You lead others to find Jesus. Are you leading others to find Jesus? Those are all questions from the scripture right there above. Now, let's come back. We're going to shelf those for a second. Does your life look like that? Does your life look like the life of the people that we just read about? Or, reality says, we've just gotten really good at getting together and calling it church. I'm guilty of this, by the way. I'm guilty I'm guilty of leading like this. Okay? And so are we actually producing as the church, as a body of believers, are we actually producing the types of people that we read about in Acts? Are we producing those people? Or has our criteria for disciple, for what disciple means, shifted to something like this? A disciple is someone who engages in church stuff and occasionally lends a hand and gives a dollar. Is that what we understand? And is that what our criteria has shifted to for what a disciple is? Somebody who engages in church stuff? Not all the time, just, just sometimes. Just make sure you get there. Okay, and when you need a favor, holler. And when you need a buck, holler. And does that mean I'm a disciple? Is that what we've done? Or does our understanding for discipleship lend to us just consuming, not even doing that? I think that's where we're at. Our understanding for discipleship lends to having a bunch of consumers. We come and sit and soak good good spiritual good religious bath right and when you have a room full of consumers and so this used to be the battle that I fought man we want to take ownership we want to take initiative you know this house becomes your house when you when you take ownership so it start it's talking about contributing right we want contributors and i'm just going to slow the train down on that we do but we want we we don't want contributors to have contributors we want contributors to happen out of discipleship. And the reality is, is we've lost our understanding of discipleship. We've lost our understanding of discipleship. And what that means is, (laughs) it's not about the difference between consuming and contributing as much as it is the difference between producing and reproducing. Say it again. It's not so much the difference between consuming and contributing as it is the difference between producing, and reproducing. And only one of these, only one of the four words you said, is about discipleship. So when you look at Matthew 28, 19 through 20, go and make disciples of all nations. You see real discipleship builds the church. Real discipleship builds the church, not the other way around. This is my conviction. Before believers were called Christians, they were called disciples. And we could go into all that I'd give you all the the breakdown, but that's that's not the point today. The point is Western culture, church culture has changed a lot. Titles, positions, responsibilities have changed. But the reality is discipleship is about reproducing followers of Jesus. Discipleship is the reproduction of followers. And Matthew 28, 19 to 20 says, we all have a responsibility in that. It's not, well. well, you have to have this title to fulfill that command no it says when you say i'm the guy savior lord everything when you follow me you are now to go and create reproduce other followers right so that means going to church does not make us disciples It means going to church doesn't mean we're living on mission. What it means is being a disciple makes you the church. This is good stuff. So much stuff revealed this week. Being a disciple makes you the church. Leading others to to become disciples means we're living missional. Leading others to become disciples. Means we're living missional. What mission? Go and make disciples, right? Discipleship is not about being a good soldier. It is believing and understanding these five things. These are going to be on the on the bottom half of the screen. Discipleship is not about being a good soldier. It's about believing and understanding this John 15-16. You did not choose me, okay? But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit reproducing. Fruit that will last, heavenly fruit. People in heaven last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is what it means to reproduce. Bearing fruit happens when we preach the gospel, period. Fruit can only come from a healthy plant. (laughs) So although our actions are very important to God, our heart must be healthy if we're going to reproduce. If our heart's unhealthy, we're bitter. We're operating in the flesh. We're not going to be operating from a place where people are going to want to follow anything we do, any example we set. So we must be healthy to reproduce. It's John 15, 16. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news? I don't know if you've ever seen my feet, okay? Uh, I tend to keep them covered up a lot. But how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news? What's this? This is sharing the gospel. Sharing the good news. Bringing the good news. Bring others along. That's what it means to lead, right? We're sharing. What am I saying with Romans 10, 14 through 15? God gave his gift of redemption to everyone. It's not something we hear and keep to ourselves as believers. How can anyone believe and accept God's gift of grace if they never have been given the gift? It's our job to preach and share the good news where we are sent. In our house, at the post office, in our job. And again, that doesn't mean taking this and saying, have you read John 3, 16? Not what it means. It means be an example in word, deed, purity, faith, charity, anything that you do. Be the gospel, even if you have to use words. Words is the second option, right? That means it's our responsibility. Go and make disciples it means we are to go and share the good news where we are sent. Well, Dusty, I work at Ford. Bingo. If you work at Ford, have been a Ford guy my whole life, okay? Knowing and understanding this, the third thing, Matthew 4, 19-20, Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. God often used stories of fishermen to essentially give us the idea of what discipleship looked like. What he wants is us for to literally fish for people. When he asked them to leave their nets, he's talking about leaving our security, our comfort, what we know, and all that. Leave that and follow him. Because men, the human race, people are more important than fish. Let's go catch us some people. Fourth thing, Acts one eight, but you will receive the power of the Holy. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You notice that God didn't stop at Judea and Samaria. He made sure to include the ends of the earth. There's a reason. God does not want us to limit his message or to keep his message to ourselves. When the Spirit comes upon us, that's salvation. It is powerful enough to reach the world. It only needs to reach the world through us, those who seek that salvation, call that guy who died on the cross for our salvation, Lord so we go. Because, because. Two, three, four. Colossians 1 28 says, He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Discipleship. So then, becoming a disciple means means you don't know it all. Means you haven't got there and you never will because Because I don't know how many times you've opened the Bible and read, but it changes every time, even the same scripture. And the one time that you think, "Ah, I've read that 78 times, it's never going to speak to me again, that's when you're wrong. And that's when you start to decline spiritually, right? And so then becoming a disciple means you can't say, yeah, I got all that, I got all that, what next? Becoming a disciple means you are willing to receive coaching, mentoring. You're willing to receive pastoring, right? It means that you're willing to be cared for, And you're willing to be developed because no matter how good you get, you can always get better. That's what becoming a disciple is about. You're willing to receive coaching, mentoring, and pastoring, and you're willing to be cared for and developed. That's what it is to become a disciple. It's not perfect. It's not the perfect definition. I wrote that, but it's in the Bible. Reproducing disciples means you coach, you model, you lead, you care, and you develop. Because it's in you. Because you believe in the cause. You believe in the cause. And you believe it enough and you have the the confidence and the boldness to actually say, you know, Jesus said something about what you're going through. I'd like to share it with you. Can I share it with you? I pray for you. All that stuff in Acts that we've been over the last couple weeks. Because leading, here's the reality. Because leading, coaching, pastoring, and discipling are the same. We just put different titles on them. It's the same. When you step into a place of headship, you have an opportunity to lead, coach, pastor, disciple. That's why coaches are some of the most amazing people on the face of the earth. That's why we still have high school kids calling. I have 32-year-old men calling me who I coached. That's awesome. You know why? Because I cared. Because I developed. Because I poured into. That's why. And so, one thing to be clear on today is this. Discipleship is not knowledge, it is action. Discipleship is not knowledge, it's action. It starts with a real relationship with God by accepting the gift of salvation through Jesus. That's the starting line. Okay? It starts with a real relationship with God by accepting the gift of salvation through Jesus. should be on the bottom of your screen. Screenshot that. Okay? Here's the truth. Now let me get real practical with you. In the church, in the church, this is so good. Give me like behind the curtain look right now. In the church, we get trained to serve and to lead an organization. We do not get trained to make disciples. We go to seminary. We set through discipleship class, church class. We go to conferences. We go to seminars, we go shake hands and do all the things that we need to do. We grow our volunteer teams out of need for something we've created, okay? We create structure and processes. We preach the sermon and we assimilate the newbies. Okay? And the reality is, this is a sad truth. That world no longer exists because of the culture we find ourselves into in today. And so we can't keep trying to force that. And we need to understand what all that is. Okay? So right now we are to focus on how to navigate the now. The now. How do we do that? Because the reality is the call to make disciples still remains. Still remains. The call to make disciples never wavers. It never changes. Be and make disciples is the solution. It's not forcing another class or another thing. We need you to lend a hand. Throw us a dollar. We, no, it's discipleship. It is discipleship. It is discipleship. It is why how we're doing things has to change. We're to focus and navigate on the now, not not try to get back to where we were. Big point, probably the biggest point outside of Scripture is this today. The one thing that we all need to realize is this. If we make and become disciples, we always get the church. If we make and become disciples, we always get the church. If we make the church, we rarely get disciples. What do you mean? If we focus on discipleship, we always get the church. If we focus on building the church, we will rarely get disciples. What happens? It becomes very insider focused and not insider focused the way it needs to be. Insider focused in this, we have to worry about the institution. And so what happens is you get inside and we start creating all this stuff that we need to do for for um, us, the institution. Okay, the brand, not you in the seats, those in the seats, the individual. It, it becomes the institution, not the individual. And then we realize, whoa, we've created a monster. We, we need to fund this monster, and we need to make sure it operates. So we need volunteers, we need givers, we need more parking capacity, we need bigger hallways, you know, we got to start a building program, all those things because of something that we've created. Just being real with you. And so then we say, we need to go out and reach more of those people. We need to get more of those people in here. And the truth is, we overlook the people sitting right in front of us. And as disciples in the church, we overlook the people sitting right next to us. And we don't bring anybody to church, but we wonder who's coming today. And that's not discipleship. We focus on disciples. We always get the church we focus on building the church, we will rarely get disciples. We'll create consumers, okay? We create a monster that we have to keep up with. Because we get good at church. We get really good at church. But the only thing that God cares about and why Jesus came was for disciples. It's the only number he's concerned with. He's not concerned with attendance, parking capacity, budget, building campaigns. He's not concerned with that. What he's concerned about is, who knows me? That's what he wants to know. Who knows me? To know him is to follow. To follow is to be a disciple. Who knows me? Now, if I'm being a disciple, I'm reproducing. I'm reproducing. Real discipleship builds the church, not the other way around. It's not build it and they will come. It's build them and they will become. So then... We need to gain the perspective as believers in 2021. We need to gain the perspective and understand the church is the effect of discipleship. Period. That's why we came. We came to be the church, not to do church. This has been so great for me, Heather, to see the why. It's discipleship. The commission was discipleship. It's being. Right? And becoming more like Jesus and reproducing. It's gonna start small. It's gonna start small. And so, my concern is if we focus on building the church, there's no guarantee we fulfill that commission. There's no guarantee we fulfill the commission of making disciples. If the church is the focus, we rarely get disciples. And so, then it's discipleship. If discipleship is the focus, the commission, the great commission is the focus, we will always get the church. We will always get the church. There will be more than enough. We will see all. We'll see God move on our behalf. We'll see fruit. We'll see God add to our numbers, because the focus is the commission. It's what He instructed, right? When we look at the book of Acts, and really through the old, really through the New Testament, we see a focus on making disciples, not hosting services. That's why moving forward, we are in we're in the final phases of these long messages, by the way. We have to be, because our services must include opportunity for community, and inside of that, discipleship. Iron, sharpening iron, the last four weeks. If you've missed any of them, you need to get them because they lead to today. This is our cause. Our services must include an opportunity for people to sit together open the Bible, take notes, be engaged, because if God's going to say something today, one, we should write it down, two, it's no good for me to tell you, okay? It's good for us to discuss it. I don't know what God says to you about Ephesians 2.10. I don't know what God says to you about John 3.16. What's God revealing to you? We have to get to that point because the fruit that we see from building religious institutions is lack of disciples. That's the fruit. This is why there's a shortage of believers in the world today because we've turned into a business model. I'm not being ugly. There's a deep concern. This is the call. This is the conviction. This is in my heart. This is the cause. This is the cause. Cause. It's why we say redefined. It is. Some people have a hard time getting that D on the end. We must get to this. We have to. When we focus on building the church, we are far more likely, far more likely to create something for people to consume that depends on the spiritual services of pastoral leadership instead of becoming who. God called us to be, and so then Jesus only said, and here's here's this is an amazing statistic. Jesus only said, "Build the church," two times in the New Testament, two times. One time he was dealing with conflict resolution, and one time he said he would build his church. What's that tell you? The church isn't ours to own, build, or construct. It's Jesus. Church is the bride. Christ, you are the cause, and we're to build on him. Our responsibility to follow through with what he asked us to do, discipleship. Jesus' final instruction to us, go and make disciples. He said he'd do the rest. He said he'd do the rest. So then it starts with with discipleship. This is big. It starts with discipleship. Out of discipleship, we get the church. Out of discipleship, then the future will emerge and we will see a missional wave like we've never seen before. A lot of people would call that revival. But for that to start, I can't just say, We're having revival. I have to get here to my responsibility as a pastor and as a disciple of Jesus. I have to get to that place to say, okay, my responsibility, if I want to see, if I want to see a missional wave. I have to do my part. It starts with how we lead our house, and it goes from there, and it starts real tight here. Patience, willingness, faithfulness, all those things. Because it's not ours to own, build, or construct. It's Jesus. Our responsibility is make disciples. Make disciples. Jesus said he'd do the rest. So it starts with discipleship. Out of discipleship, we get the church. Okay, And out of the church, let's, I botched that earlier. And out of the church, the future will emerge. It stems from discipleship. And then we see that missional wave. The missional wave. Right? This links directly to your why. Your why, which was week one of start with why. The graphic is up here. That why, the why in the center of this is Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 through 39. This is, this is it. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. Love your neighbor yourself. If you do these, you'll find you're obeying all the others. So don't worry about the law. Don't get lost in all this. I'm not going to talk to you about where you're blowing it with all this. I do want to talk to you about living out Matthew 22, 37 through 39. If you'll do these two things, you'll find that you're obeying everything else. How do I do that, Dusty? Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. We've talked about it today in depth. What do I do then, Dusty? Ephesians 2:10. It's the hat you wear. Ephesians 2:10. For we are God's workmanship, or God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Good works. Be and make disciples. That's good works. Be and make disciples where you are. Why? It ties directly to that why of Matthew. 22, 37, 39. But let me give you another verse. This is what Jesus says in John 13. A new commandment I give to you, to love one another just as I have loved you. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my my disciples if you have love for one another. Stems back to Jesus why it's all connected. Relationship leads to discipleship when we model it consistently, when we're willing to receive and and we lead by example. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefined.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.